0: on y'all thank you so much once again for joining inside the room with myself state representative brandon mcgee where we discuss politics leadership and culture Um, i know we just celebrated mother's day uh on yesterday and some of y'all bought flowers those ugly balloons for your mamas uh some of y'all are really smart y'all gave them a beautiful card with some money in it or perhaps even took them on a vacation Whatever you did, I'm sure your mothers were appreciative of of what uh, you um, did for them on on such a special occasion, celebrating mothers. Um, I just thought it would be really, really cool to to really dedicate motherhood or the topic of motherhood in celebration of Mother's Day um, on today, this Monday. And again, I know y'all, I'm not behind uh, but I have someone who um, I deem as my mother. Uh, she'll tell you uh, she's my sister mama, um, but more of a mother and a mentor uh, to me and to so many others. Uh, so today's segment um, is extremely special to me uh, as we look for ways to honor mothers across the nation. Um, I would like to just honor my own mother, before we jump in, uh, Dawn Elizabeth Long McGee. Mama Dukes. Thank you so much for giving me life uh, and allowing me to be who I am today. Uh, but today's special guest is- Grace
1: awesome son. I know that's right.
0: Grace born a little son. Coming into the FUBU space for the culture. And again, I can't thank y'all enough for tuning in and listening. Once again, in honor of Mother's Day, Into the Room uh, will feature um, this mother, a mother of many, uh, in efforts to highlight her achievements within homes and communities throughout this country. Uh, We are thrilled, again, to have Mrs. Lorna Little here with us today. Um, Lorna, thank you so much uh, for being being on the show today. I got to get some like hand clapping in the background. Okay, uh, so- <laughs> thank
1: you for having me. I'm so proud to see all you're doing and you know FUBU for us by us. I was around back when it all started. So, that's- Ooh,
0: so you know you got to tell us a little story about FUBU. So let, let me let me give our folks a little bit about who you are. You didn't just show up to the scene uh, Lorna Little, y'all, is a licensed uh, clinical social worker uh, and previously served as the executive director of St. Agnes uh, Families in West Hartford, Connecticut for 18 years. Uh, she established new partnerships for the 103-year-old, probably a little older now, uh, organization, increased public and private revenue and led its transition from just being a housing program for mothers and babies into to uh, a comprehensive agency providing self-sufficiency and empowerment to young women. Um, here's where it gets real good, y'all. Mrs. Little is a community activist and cultural diversity trainer. She's, she's the author of uh, Mums the Word. And we got to talk about that a little bit. That's her personal story of a late discovery um, regarding her adoption. Uh, She is also a seasoned media producer and television personality, previously hosting her own local television show called Lorna's Corner. Not it was, still is, Lorna's Corner, with national guests and celebrities including Gail King, LL Cool J, and others just to name a few. Uh, her background um, is really interesting. It's a mix of social services and media entertainment which we're going to get into that a little later. So again, I thank you uh, for your attendance and I would be remiss once again if I didn't wish each and every one of the mothers that are tuned in today Happy Mother's Day. So Lorna, tell us a little bit about yourself. Folks get the little boilerplate bio, but tell us about who you are, motherhood, and the professional work you do there in California.
1: Yeah, so you talked about where I came from, but where I am now is I'm at St. Anne's Family Services in Los Angeles, California. And I've been working with motherhood and mothers and children and families for many, many years. Um, the transition from, you know, Connecticut to Los Angeles has been an amazing one. I've been here as the president and CEO for the past three years. And, you know, it really is similar work, but an expansion. Um, You know, we worked with young mothers and their families and, you know, where I was previously, the focus was on, you know, early childhood education, pregnant and parenting teens and transitional housing. And what I'm doing now is very similar, but it's on a much you know, larger scale. So when we think about motherhood for me, um, motherhood has been a part of what I do professionally, um, who I am you know, as a mother personally, I've been a foster mom, um, I um, experienced life as an adoptee. And so I also had a mom who raised me, but was an adoptive mom. I've had children, you know, I'm a birth mom, I'm a grandmom, I'm a mother figure to you and others. And so motherhood is just part of, you know, what it is I do and what I believe in. And, and, and all of the work is really geared to helping um, people do the best they can with the circumstances that they're in. And I always say we are not, and I will repeat, we are not about promoting a teen pregnancy or or trying to encourage that, what it's about is dealing with what is. When Mm. things happen, when situations occur, we have to be able to deal with them and prepare young people um, to be able to live their life and be successful within that situation and so you know i've run programs where young people have made a decision that they want to have their children and they want to have support and where i am now it's not just teens i'm dealing with adults and families we include fathers in our program so you know that's an element of fatherhood in our program but yeah motherhood is definitely the theme and a time and part of my life
0: so it's interesting, and I'm glad that you pointed that out. That you're you're no longer at St. Agnes, but you're with St. Anne's. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, um, they're they're as in as California. As well as California. Um, what 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 influenced you some 20 plus years ago to get in this work and commit your entire life to helping the lives of young women and and just women in general around making their lives better and providing that that next sort of opportunity in life uh, for for many lives that you've touched over the years. How did you what influenced you? How did you get involved in this field?
1: In this field. Yeah, well, I've always been a natural helper, wanting to help and support and um been a social worker, I would think in in ways since I was a young kid, I was the person on the playground trying to get everybody to like each other and work together and not, you know, have, um, you know- uh, That does not
0: surprise uh, me.
1: (laughs) You know, and and, and wanting people to get along and and wanting people to feel uh, valued even at a young age. And so the social work piece was always an interest, but then there was also this opportunity and interest in that media piece. And so I kind of lived this parallel existence where Um, both were important, but a personal experience, I became a teen mom Mm. and that's where it started. You know, when you walk across uh, a stage, when you become pregnant at 17 and you walk across the stage for graduation under that gown with a belly, you know, you know, all of what is experienced. You understand the challenges faced. You understand um, the barriers that you know, are before you, you understand the shame, you understand how people look at what they think your future is going to be as you move forward. And so having those experiences uh, led me to be an advocate who really saw fit, whether it was in my personal life or professional life to take what I've learned through through the journey Mm -hmm. and apply that to help others who may not know You know what the future holds when they find themselves in that situation wow wow
0: that's absolutely powerful and again could you let us know the name of your organization and where you're located exactly there in california uh many of our followers uh we want to encourage them to donate we want to encourage them whether it's financially or other resources to support the work that you're doing
1: so St. Anne's Family Services is right outside of downtown Los Angeles. Um, you know, a lot of times when you're not from this area, even me coming to the area, you hear Los Angeles, it's a huge area that's encompassed in, in, in this area. You could be, you know, an hour and a half out, two hours and still be in Los Angeles, but we are actually in Los Angeles <laughs> County proper, right outside of downtown LA. And so, um, you know, being in the Southern part of Los Angeles has been wonderful. We have an organization that has an expansive um, location. It's interesting when people think of who we are, they often think it's a small home uh, agency, but we have eight- right, early that's,
0: what okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
1: what I thought. Well, we have eight early childhood education centers We're literally in the process with having a groundbreaking coming up this week where we're building two new uh, early childhood education centers. We focus on Head Start and Early Head Start in the city of Linwood. And so we're expanding, we have transitional housing, we have permanent supportive housing. As you know, um, the issue of homelessness is huge uh, in California and Los Angeles. And so we're doing something to help the issue of um, You know working with those who are experiencing homelessness we have a transitional permanent supportive and we have the young people the young women and in foster care who are pregnant and parenting trying to provide the supports we have mental health counseling services so we're providing counseling and services for individuals in our program and also those in the community wraparound services workforce development so it truly is Mm -hmm. a comprehensive program that is helping mothers from the time they come through the door as a a pregnant person to having children and folks in the community who need um, childcare services, early childhood
0: education. Well, I'm just gonna call you the boss. That's what I'm calling you because um, it's just amazing to watch you from afar juggle so many different facets, uh, but still keep among them or chief among them motherhood and making sure, you know, sure you have the the degrees, you have the experience, you're leading um, an amazing organization. But at the end of the day, when I talk to your children, um, it is like, you don't miss a beat. Uh, and so if y'all just tuning in uh, to inside the room, uh, I am so glad to have with us on today, Mrs. Lorna Little, uh, the CEO and president of St. Anne's Family, and I'm gonna say this right, Family Services. uh, Yeah,
1: and I don't mean to cut you off, so I'm gonna tell you, the name evolved since I came on board.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it was different.
1: It used to be St. Anne's. Yeah. And being true to making sure that we are reflecting who we fully are, you know, the, the agency is over a hundred and, you know, three, four, 14, you know, we keep going and, you know, years old. Um, and it reflected St. Ann's, the maternity home from way back then. Gotcha. And St. Ann's family services truly represents and reflects who we are now a full array of services in terms of the education in terms of the the mental health services all the housing um the early childhood education as i said the workforce development wraparound services fatherhood initiatives so just saying st Anne's, you know people would often say well is it a church is it a school what is it and so now they have an understanding so the name changed since evolved actually expanded since i've been there
0: Amazing. Again, if you all are tuning in, we're having uh, intimate conversation, excuse me, with Mrs. Lorna Little. uh, And we're just really talking about her work life, uh, better understanding uh, the importance of motherhood. Uh, So uh, we're gonna take this a little bit deeper. And I wanna step away from St. Anne's Family Services. And I really want to get into uh, Lorna's life. and, And I wanna hear from her on her book. Uh, The book is absolutely amazing. I read the book uh, and I have my own signed copy. So don't y'all be jealous. Y'all just go buy you one and have her sign it. Uh, But y'all don't go nowhere. Keep it locked right here on uh, radio.com. What's going on y'all? State Representative Brandon McGee inside the room. We're here, we're having a conversation with Miss Lorna Little. Uh, And if you are just now tuning in, uh, you are catching us uh, right when it's about to get good. Uh, But we talked a little bit about um, her professional career. She's the CEO and president there at St. Anne's Family Services in Los Angeles, uh, California. Uh, And I am just so delighted um, to know Lorna personally, but to also again, watch her um, just blossom all over again uh, there in California, having moved from Connecticut uh, a few years back to lead an amazing organization. Uh, so in the spirit of motherhood, cause we're still celebrating Mother's Day. Um, I just, I wanna hear a little bit about the moment you decided to, first of all, write your book, mm-hmm. have it published, then you had like this, Match is not the term, but it was like so well planned event to launch a book, um, and we all cried. Everybody, there was not a dry eye in that room. Um, you really helped people to tap into their truth uh, and not being ashamed, uh, and it was just absolutely amazing. So, can you talk a little bit about the book, the journey? And how it helped to heal you personally as a mother. Yeah. Uh, so, so walk us through that really quickly.
1: So, as you mentioned, the book is called "Mum's the Word," and as we start with the title alone, you know, you know, "Mum's the Word" is about silence, keeping quiet. And you know, the title was really God given to me because um, as I thought about my journey and my story, um, I had to be silent about what I learned about my life it was silence around some history and family secrets that brought me to this place of learning that you know uh i was adopted unknowingly adopted i was unaware of it i found out at the age of 32-ish that um i was adopted and i only found out by accident and i'm not telling all the book but i'm telling you the foundation of the story because I was totally unaware and, you know, a lot of times in families secrets are kept about a lot of things. And this was a big one for me and it was very um, jarring because, you know, my mother and father were my mother and father for years and they still were my mom and dad. So I want to be clear on that. But when you find out something like that, especially by accident, I was actually applying for a passport to go on a vacation that was a family reunion. So it's all irony and all of it. Um, so I was applying for a passport. At the time, I was still a British citizen. I was born in London, England. And so mm-hmm. I I had, um, you know, at the time, you know, as a permanent resident, so I was here, you know, legally all of that, but I hadn't done my citizenship yet. So my passport had expired because Realizing afterwards, my mom had probably kept it since I was a child, Mm -hmm. just probably some pieces around me finding out information, who knows. But anyway, when I applied for the paperwork, it took so long to come back and to make a long story short, when the paperwork came back, they said, well, you have to get some information from somewhere else to get your birth certificate. So I'm like, Ma, do you have it? No, I don't, you know, so on and so forth. Oh, it's been a long time. Maybe we can't find it. Well, that's how I found out. When I go to apply for my birth certificate, it comes back with this paper that says certificate of adoption. And I'm like, these people are crazy. What do you mean certificate of adoption? Uh, You know, I really was like in disbelief because i know i would be too you know what are they talking about you know this is coming from england and this beautiful wrapped envelope with the royal seal i'm like these folks in england are crazy what are they talking about anyway to make a long story short without you know going into too much
0: because we you know, want these people to purchase yeah, the book
1: they really do need to read because my journey in my life um in that time, and I will say that although the book came out in 2015, um, the journey started in 1997. This is when that letter occurred. So when you read, it's 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 current in the sense of it's current because it's real. Um, yeah. But it's it's a journey that literally took from 97 to 2013 because it in, it goes all the way up and spans to my uh, mother who raised me's passing because one of the things she asked me was to not share that she was not by, not my biological mother. Mm. And that was very hard to do, but I respected her and I respected her wishes. Therefore, I wasn't intending to write a book. It was a journal at first, and then it became a cathartic piece where I felt like I needed to share my testimony because yeah. that book and the words in the book, regardless of people's secret or family issue, that truth is truth, regardless of the subject matter. Right. And I right. wanted to get to people feeling free from being a, in bondage to secrecy and shame. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to write the book and it wasn't until she passed that I shared the story. And so when you talk about the book signing and how it was done, only like five people knew about my truth because she asked me to keep it. Now I'm living this life for like all these years seeking to find out about birth parents, all this going on behind the scenes and I didn't really tell anybody. So the book and the book sign, it was a way for me to bring my closest friends and, and folks together and share this revelation mm. all at the same time. And it was truly, um, my moment to say, let me tell y'all something that's going on in my life. And it was powerful. There were no dry eyes in a room. And what was funny is majority of people thought the book was going to be about celebrity life or that's what I thought. (laughs) Everyone, everybody did. They thought because I did Lorna's corner, interviewing celebrities for so many years and being around town, doing community, um, uh, reporting about, you know, social justice issues, community violence, just trying to make the community a better place. People thought it was going to be on the side about, uh, talking to all the different celebrities I've talked to over the years. So when people came in and heard what it was, it was truly, um, shocking, but in a positive way. Mm. And the things I tell you, Brandon, that people came to me afterwards and told me not just that day, but, months and years after, um, really, really let me know that what I was doing was the right thing. People who told me they were, they lied about their parent dying of AIDS because of the thought of shame. And they didn't want to have that. So they would say it was cancer. And they said, no more. People who told me that they had experienced significant poverty for a few years because of you know family scenarios where they had to hide that because they had a home and they had a car and they had all these things, but they were hanging on by a thread, didn't have food in their home, that they hadn't told anybody these things. So people came to me with some heavy secrets and there were many tears um, shared by many people who said, thank you for sharing your truth in a way, because it was transparent. I didn't have to tell what I told. Remember. I told God
0: all. And let, the, so let I, me ask you this. How, how was that conversation with your daughters? I mean, I know it was 97 when you figured everything out um, and some years have gone by. What was that conversation with Ashley and yeah. Alicia? And like, what, what was that like?
1: It was hard. Um, it was very hard because I'm you know I'm honest, I'm you know there, my kids are everything for me. Mm-hmm. and I almost didn't know how to tell them because they had a relationship with their grandmother. Her whole perspective was, I don't want people to know because they'll treat me differently. There's two things. Remember, you want to talk about motherhood, you know this whole concept of of at, especially back in that era, Having a child, people just, oh, you just have a baby. Fertility issues, you know, the book has all the aspects of, you know, what happens if someone is experiencing fertility issues and unable to, you know, birth a child. Mm -hmm. The shame that went with that, which shouldn't, because Mm -hmm. guess what? You, you know, you can only do what you can do. That's right. but she didn't want people to know for that level, as well as the whole concept of chaining the perspective that person may have. So now you have these beautiful granddaughters who love you dearly, which will not stop because of this, but because of your perception, Mm -hmm. you don't want anyone to know. So approaching that was hard for them. It was like, what I went through, like, what do you mean? I don't understand. You're like,
0: what are you talking about, lady?
1: (laughs) Exactly. So they're also having to have that experience but I tried to handle it the best way I could. Um, but that was hard for them too. But I think me sharing that, you know, I went through these same feelings and, you know, I've kind of come out at the other side because you have to know me, Brandon. And I know you know me, but those who are listening, mm-hmm. I'm a steady state type of person. Oh, yeah. Nothing really rocks me. You know, um, I do what I do. I handle my business. I stay professional in my personal life. I'm the person that'll give guidance, counseling, feedback, give advice and and keep it moving. And so when people read this book, it's interesting who don't know me and see the emotions and hear about, you know, the tears and, and the shock and all the things they probably like, oh, wow, you know, she's emotional and, you know, so on, which is not a negative Mm -hmm. thing. I don't want you to take it that way. Mm -hmm. This was a a test for me, like, oh, Miss Steady State, Miss Nothing's Gonna Rock Mm -hmm. My World. I just keep moving. I have a little something that's gonna stop you for a moment, and you're gonna have to deal with it before you keep moving again. So that was definitely a life lesson for me. So how
0: how can one purchase um, the book, Mom's a Word? um, give us a website, let us know okay. so that we can go yeah. And purchase it.
1: Yeah. So there are a couple of things you can go to Amazon Mum's The word, um, is on Amazon, the exclamation point after Mum's the word by Lorna little, and you can get it on Amazon. You can go to my website, a little It is on the website. It's also available on Audible. There's an audible version. That is something that came out during the pandemic. That was something that was done. I'm probably- so wait. You
0: literally read the entire book for us.
1: I did the reading. Can you believe that?
0: Yes, and- I can believe it. It's <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> and what I will say is for for your 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 listener, I will provide a, a special treat. That I will provide a free digital version as well as we have some audible versions to provide for free. If they contact us and let us know that they heard this on your show um, that we will provide them with a free copy of Mum's the Word, the digital version and the audible version. you know we have limited supplies, but we will get those out to as many people who contact just send an email, go to a littleguidance.com, send an email say I you know I was listening on Brandon McGee's show and inside the room, and you'll get a free copy. That's
0: what's up. Well, y'all keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. We'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit about Lorna's uh, connection to some of the A. I want to say A. How do they describe them? A class? B class?
1: A list, I guess. A list.
0: They're, hu- they're all human they me. I mean, i <laughs> mean, my- that's why you're the woman for the job, because if it were me, I'd be like, yo, Biggie, can I please just get that, that sing, that, that little autograph, please, let me get it. But anyway, y'all don't, y'all don't go nowhere. Keep it locked. What's going on, y'all? State Representative Brandon McGee here. Uh, we're still here inside the room with, she's, she's gonna be my honorary doctor, uh, Dr. Lorna Little, uh, who's here um, inside the room, giving us some jewels, some gems on motherhood. She talked a lot about her book, Mom's the Word. Uh, and if you're just tuning in, y'all make sure y'all hit her up so y'all can get a free copy of that um, digital version, but be sure to mention Inside the Room with State Representative Brandon McGee, uh, so you can... It's limited, it's limited, so uh, you better do what you need to do. Uh, so, So Lorna, I've always like I go to YouTube and I watch some of your old interviews that you have out there, and um, I remember one of your birthday parties. I think it was themed, Lorna's Corner, and you had a lot of your memorabilia. You had pictures. You had a bunch of stuff from like early 90s of you interviewing Biggie, LL. Then you interview Whitney Houston as well.
1: No, it wasn't Whitney. No, I would have loved to. We we almost had an interview. At dinner, okay, though.
0: Queen Latifah, though.
1: Yes, Queen Latifah. We've interviewed, you know, so many people. So talk,
0: talk with us a little. Talk to your folks about Lorna's Corner. I mean, you're familiar with FUBU. You knew those guys as well. Like, talk to us a little bit about your journey there and where where are you now in that that media? Pre- pre-
1: See, yeah. Thank you. It, it's interesting like, because. Um, I'm fortunate to have walked in both those lanes, in the social service lane and then in the media uh, entertainment lane. And when you talk about motherhood, I'll, I'll go back to the motherhood piece. Is connected with this. You know, mothers who are fulfilled, who will uh, feel good about their lives are the best mothers, you know? And I say that because I had children trying to do a full-time job and then doing Lorna's Corner I was always mm-hmm. and um when you think about the show um I didn't have like a station backing it wasn't like BET or MTV hired me I decided that I wanted to do a television show and God willing made it happen uh, Alonzo obviously my husband partnered we started making things happen and we weren't like wealthy people who had you know I wasn't a trust fund baby who could just jump up and say I'd like to do a television show. Can I have, right. some, million, can I have some millions of thousands mom and dad to make it happen, no, we were working people who said. let's take what we wanna do and make it happen. And where there's a will, there's a way. And so we started talking about community issues as well as started to bring celebrities on. I was always interested in working with young people. And so for me, I really recognize, oh, they listen really well when you have a celebrity on. All I need is KRS-One or Biggie or Queen Latifah or the Fugees or the far side, these people on, and they were really listening. So one of the things I'd always do, yeah, we talk about the music and we talk about their acting and you know Flex Alexander and Alfonso Ribeiro and the different people that I've had, Bill Bellamy. Um, but I'd always make sure they spoke about how they can positively impact the young people. I would always say, give our young people watching and adults some words of wisdom. And so Mm -hmm. that was what made me proud. Every show had words of wisdom. And so maybe they wouldn't listen to mom and dad say, you really need to go to school or you really need to try to stay off drugs or you really need to do this and do that. But guess what? they listen to Biggie say, don't do anything just because other people are doing it. Don't be a follower, Mm -hmm. be a leader. They mm-hmm. listened to Queen Latifah. They listened to Lauryn Hill of the Fuji. So for me, mm-hmm. I was actually doing, although it was entertainment and fun and dancing and going this um, you know, red carpet events and doing these things, I was actually doing my social work piece in that show wow. with that component. Wow. And in between the interviews, we talk about what was going on in the community. We'd have information on jobs. In the community, how for young people could get connected with services, but I will say that you know the show, the interview that I did with P. Diddy, mm-hmm. you know, ended up being what he opened up his bad boy uh, can't stop won't stop the whole reunion tour. Yes, I
0: remember that
1: that interview on the jungle. I, like, I knew that clip. I've seen that clip. Everybody, before. everybody was like, "Lorna, you're in the inter- you're in the opening mm-hmm. of." the bad boy reunion um um you know uh, intro mm-hmm. when they did the tour and then it ended up in the film can't stop won't stop mm-hmm. so the interview that i had with him out of all the things he could have selected he selected, selected my piece. piece and i wow. think it was not because i'm a a, a brilliant interviewer i think you it are was actually the you authentic are. questions mm-hmm. i'm interested in what people have to say i interview People because I want to hear mm-hmm. their story. It's not just to go through the motions. I am fascinated mm-hmm. by people's lives and their stories. And I ask the things that the common day person wants to know. That's right. Uh, you know, it, they're getting ready for the verses with SWV and escape. And, you know, it'll be a, a curve by the time everyone hears this, you know, the next day. But I wanted to see Coco had those really long nails. Can you tie your shoes? Let me see. You know, because those are the things you, you know, the funny things you you want to know. The common person wants to know, how do you do anything with those
0: nails? You do know. You do know. Um, I'm going to tag, and I invite his his new name, okay, is Love. So, okay. formerly known as P. Diddy. Yes. His new name is Love. And okay. I, I would love for Love to come inside the room with us and talk a little bit about his journey.
1: Oh, yes. We would love to to have.
0: Well, I I got to tell you. Yeah. Now, help me out. How do you, is it P. Diddy love Combs or is it love, did he, i we need to figure look, this out.
1: Look, I'm still on Puffy, so I, I can't answer that because I'm still saying Puffy. So I don't want to <laughs> make it up, okay? But what I will say is that I appreciated being able to, do interviews and be about the business of sharing good news and music because music during this time even during this pandemic brings people joy and so you know the fact that one of the things he said in the film was that he appreciated shows like ours those grassroots shows who catered to those people in the community who wanted to see this and maybe you know they didn't have access to seeing this in any other way so i think part of the selection was also the fact that you know i mentioned and talked about how it was he became this mogul mm-hmm. as a young black person and mm-hmm. at the time that is not what the representation was in those boardrooms or in True. running those music companies so mm-hmm. asking the question on how to get here from here to there is important. And we need to do that as a people making That's sure right. we're asking the questions to show the next person, the next way to how they got there. So we don't need to hold on to information. We need to share success. We need to share the method to success. And for me, it's been never giving up on anything that I believe in doing. I remember when I said, I'm about to have a show called Lorna's Corner. Someone said, oh, that sounds like a name of a cooking show. How are you gonna do that? I never forgot that. And it was like, okay, I'm cooking up some success, whatever that looks like. You know, uh, you can't let people in their negative take that against, knock your dream, you know, move you against. For me, it was like, okay, thank you for your opinion. And I'm, you know, Next, you know? So for me, I think it's important, you know, as we talk about motherhood and we talk about us moving forward and being successful and whatever that looks like, it's not about money all the time. I was never someone, and I don't say this in a a negative way, but I wasn't driven by money. Now, don't get me wrong. We all need to make money and we need to get paid. So let me get your worth and get paid what you're worth but I wasn't driven by money. And I think all the blessings that have come to me is because I put mission and purpose first
0: mm. and
1: the money will come. And because I've always, and we've done a lot- so of in this. I, Yes.
0: Yes. No, you can finish your thought, and I was just gonna um, ask you one final no, question. Finish your thought.
1: I, I, I really think that's important for people to hear that, that work hard, Stay committed and focused to your dream and your goal. Mm. Get what you're worth, don't get me wrong, but don't let the money drive you because when the money's gone, will you do the work?
0: Mm. Will you
1: be in the role? Mm. Will you feel, when I lay my head at the end of the day, all the work that I've done with young women who I see flourishing now, running their own companies, doing amazing things, being whole, because it's not about just success being, you know, money and, and fame and all of that. The fact that they broke the cycle of violence, they have broke the cycle of abuse. They're able to take care of their children. They no longer, their children aren't in DCFS and the next, you know, that's success. And so for me, yeah. go after the purpose and God will give you all that you need and
0: desire. Stuff. so so one final question and then um, again if you could just share your website ways folks can reconnect with you purchase your book etc and your social media handles um, would be helpful as well so looking back um what how can i frame this is there something you wish someone had told you um, as you began sort of your mothering journey. What what would that what would that be?
1: You know, for me, you know, I I was um I'm a very determined person. And when I say that is, you know, this was gonna happen, you know, in terms of I was gonna, you know, remember, I had just graduated from high school. Um, I wanted to go to college. I went to college. I graduated college at the same time with my other peers with a a infant, you know, there were times I had to take her to school with me. I was in psychology class. I never forgot it. And the the professor was talking about object permanence and all of this. And she actually used Uh Alicia as an example asking, you know, do you see Elmo? Is Elmo- And by
0: by the way, Alicia is PhD.
1: Yes, yes
0: so yes. anyway go ahead yeah yes.
1: so, yes. so no that's a blessing you know that the daughter that i had as a teen is a psychologist a doctor mm-hmm. um but i feel like i just want you know young people and anyone to know that you don't have to do it alone there are resources and supports you know um her dad who became my husband you know we made the journey together mm-hmm. but I think, you know, I was, when I say about being independent, I remember, I don't want this support. I don't want this resource. Um, (laughs) I remember vividly the only thing I ever asked for, um, from the quote unquote system. And this is what probably fueled me to do the work that I do Mm -hmm. was childcare support Mm. because childcare, as you know, as a parent of two girls,
0: don't even get me started,
1: Extremely expensive. You can spend your whole entire, you know, a uh, paycheck on um, early childhood education. That's right. And I remember going down to the state of Connecticut. I didn't receive any other benefits, what they called, you know, at the time they called it, AD, AFDC, they called it welfare uh-huh. and all this. Yeah. I didn't want that. I said, I can make it, but if you could just help me with childcare costs, and I vividly remember the lady looking at me and saying, well, if you wanna get childcare support, then you need to get on um, the state. You need to apply for the state and get on the state and then we can help you. Other than that, I said, but I just need it because I'm going to college and I can't afford going to college and getting it. Well, that's the way it works. We don't pay for college. We only pay if you go to work and you still have to get on the state. I remember being that young woman saying, so you're telling me I have to get more money to get, I want less, so you want me to apply for more to get less and you don't value college, you only value working, although I'm going to college to get a better job. And they were like, well, that's just the way it works and all the neck rolls and all the things that went with it. Mm. And that thing, I never forgot it. And I Mm. said, find out how you can get the support you need Thank God for women's league. I'm going to give a shout out to women's league services, one um, childhood education, early childhood education um, services, the daycare center, because that Mm -hmm. is where I went. Eventually they didn't give me anything, but because they had sliding scale, I was able to go to college and be able to send my children, my child at the time to women's league. And it was affordable and he could pay for that. And I could pay for that. And what made the difference in me Mm -hmm. being able to Finish out school. See, Women's League, you need to call me. I could be your keynote speaker because I have a testimony of how you helped me and the child, the children that are all successful. So you know, I could be your keynote speaker, Women's League um, Center. But seriously, I think find out about the resources that are available, and hold people accountable to get those resources. Mothers, whatever it is, fathers find out what's out there for you and don't be too proud to ask Mm. and don't let anybody shame you into, you know, coming at you like, Oh, well it, you know, it doesn't work that way or you can't get that, but also use the negative to fuel your fire to move forward. Because that's Mm. what that did for me. That moment, I was like, okay, you know what? I've got this. Mm -hmm. I went, went to school, did the best I can, but I wouldn't have had to have as many challenges, probably fiscally, if they had have said, okay, we can't do this, but we might be able to do that. Or did you check into that program? That's why I'm adamant about our early childhood education services that we have now, so that parents, mothers, fathers can get free quality childcare education for their kids all over Los Angeles. That's why it's important because I remember my issue and I you've don't got, want to have that.
0: You've got my legislative wills turning now and, and trying to figure out how do we um address the system so that it, they've improved some so brand cycle of yeah.
1: um yeah. poverty
0: quite frankly. yeah a little, a they little. Were,
1: well only so
0: tell the folks kids. how they can yeah.
1: keep in touch with you yeah um that's true only because of care for kids i'll say that they've made some improvements they didn't have that back then um mm-hmm. a little guidance um you know dot uh, com they can reach if they want to reach out to me at saint Anne's family services you know at saint org. but i definitely want you all to to send me a note on a little com so you can get your free book please mention inside the room state representative brandon mcgee and and you will get your free copy of the um the ebook or the, you know, audible, whichever, you know, works best for you, but I'm excited. I thank you so much for being here. Oh, I have to tell you, you really quickly before you go. So we started out joking about, um, him, him being my, uh, little brother and we were friends for years. And then one day I actually asked Brandon how old he was. I didn't know exactly how old is is. Cause he's so mature. He acts older than his age. And he told me, and I said, you know what, Brandon? You are the same age as my daughter. I can't call you my brother anymore. I gotta call you brother son. So this is how brother son came up because I couldn't be his brother anymore. I had to become his mother. So that's how he became brother son.
0: <laughs> and I don't even do I don't even do mama sister. It's just mama. Like yes, I know. I call do. you and you and Dad, Alonzo. I, that's know. I, I yeah, know. that's how I we know. Want to do this.
1: And I, um, I will say, I'm so thankful for the opportunity to share with your listeners, and I thank you yeah. for time because motherhood is precious. You know, I I don't know how much work you all have been doing in Connecticut around the aces. Oh you know, yeah. First childhood that's experiences. Right. I will say to each parent. Reduce that as much as possible for your children. Parents who are dealing with young Mm -hmm. children now, Mm -hmm. give them positive early childhood experiences because the negative effects of those adverse childhood experiences last a lifetime. The physical, the emotional, the mental health issues, people having heart attacks, can't figure out why. Go Mm -hmm. look up about ACEs and learn about that. You wanna talk about mothering and parenting, that's critical.
0: So we're going to actually have you come back on and, and talk a little bit about that. Um, so again, thank you all for listening to us. Um, give another sort of virtual round of applause for Mrs. Lorna Little, again, CEO President there at St. Anne's Family Services in Los Angeles, California. Uh, and lastly, I wouldn't be a great co-host without wishing Shay McRae of the TakeOver, a happy Mother's Day. Uh, so again. Happy, happy, love day, your happy. Mother's and in your life. Happy Mother's Day. Celebrate all week. Uh, and we love you. Take care.